Hey, you're watching Late Night with Larry, and you're listening to Late Night with Larry, because we're on YouTube. We just want you to know that. And I'm here with my co-host, Vince, once again, and we're doing it for you. Vince, give him a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Glad to be here. Hope you're glad to. That's right. So tonight, we think we want to just, you know, talk about things that we don't have a set trajectory as we have in the past where we talk about Sasquatch. And our, our, our last one was about uh, Randy's sighting of the Thunderbird. But tonight, we just want to talk about a few things that, you know, that have been brought to our attention, but they do involve the big man, Sasquatch. Yep, they do. They do. So... I was telling my brother, uh, you know, here a little earlier, um, I was on Facebook and I just saw a post and uh, I looked at the post and it was someone up in northern New Mexico, where we're from, New Mexico, and they posted a picture of some canine prints. And uh, they, you know, the, it started getting out of control. The word was going that these are, oh, dogmans in New Mexico. And uh, uh, as we've said in our previous podcast, there's a difference between the dogman and skinwalkers and whatnot. But uh, I'm uh, I'm going to debunk this one. I looked at those prints in the picture, and yes, they were canine. They 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 looked like they were bear prints. And as a bear walks, it walks on one, and it steps into the a bear walks print 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 on top of print right the, and the hind feet step in the front print and that's what made the print look so big so if uh anyone out there really knew what they were looking at they was been like that's just a bear so right. i hate to burst your bubble out there people <coughs> but you know you posted it on facebook and everyone got excited but now that that's a bear right now before we get started further into this uh we're both still got a bit of a cough so uh, we'll try not to cough into the mic. Uh, right. Maybe we, a little cough syrup. We've, we've, we've been through that, what you call it, coronavirus bullshit. So our lungs ain't what they used to be. I mean, you know, uh, if, if I take my Viagra, I'll still do what I got to do. But hmm. Oh, bum, bum. <laughs> There you go. Cheers to you. To you. I swear. Oh, I love that This is better stuff. than Michael. It is. Anyway, we're going to lead it off. And uh, I was thinking, you know, I saw I, I saw that post I just told you about, about right. them thinking it was a dog man. But no, in, in this part of the country, we do not have dog men. We do have skinwalkers, right. the legend goes, but we're predominantly with the Thunderbird, the Sasquatch, uh, and, you know, the skinwalker and, and these other types of UFO uh, aliens, the greys and whatnot. Right. But, but we do not have dogmen. Un unless uh, somebody proves us wrong and takes us where we could see one. That's right. Un unless you've got a story, call us. And on that note, we want you to hit that subscribe button. And if you have that story, get in touch with us at late night with Larry55 at gmail.com. Anyway. Anyway, well, since you mentioned Bigfoot tracks, I want to, I have a friend I work with. He's a, a Navajo man. Now, he told me he has a friend with property in McGaffey. Right. Which is what we talked about on our last podcast, the Zuni Mountains. Right. Anyway, uh, he was out there with his friend, and uh, they, there's snow on the ground. They came across some 
what he said were Bigfoot tracks. And he showed me the pictures he took on his phone. Now, I couldn't, uh, he wouldn't send them to me, so I couldn't really blow them up and right. <laughs> look at them <laughs> closer. Cool. But uh, they looked legitimate from what I saw. And uh, his friend claims to see them on his property. Well, and, you know, and that's that's a thing. If you look at footprints, you've got to really analyze them closely because there's so many times that I've been watching documentaries or even looking at photos where people, and they get debunked because they're bear prints. Right. Because it's the bear steps print on print. And and they look like big prints with... with uh, toes. Toes, yeah. And... Uh, but in this part of the country, I know that we do have the Sasquatches, so right. I'm not going to say he's totally crazy. I mean, it, it's possible. Right. Now, one thing to look out for, especially this time of year when you come across prints, is they should be fresh. If they're not fresh, it, it's almost impossible to tell. With a little bit of snow melt, right. it, it exaggerates them. It gets rid of a lot, a lot of the detail. It, so, it does. It you, does. you really can't tell if there was another foot inside another print because when they start melting, you do lose the detail. Right. Now, and now if you show me melted prints that are big, I'm, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, that's cool, but let's, uh, let's try and get them when the snow's fresh. <laughs> right. Now, I came across another, uh, I, I guess you could say it was a documentary. It was just a gentleman. Uh, I, I follow him on... He, on several social media platforms, and he was talking about different kinds of uh, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti, whatever, different kinds of prints. Now, the theory that he brought up was the Sasquatch, which he re <coughs> referred to as the true giants. Now, when you have a Sasquatch print, the toes are spread out a little bit more. That's correct. And, and uh, the Bigfoot, he, he said the Bigfoot has... Uh, more human, <coughs> more human DNA. Damn coronavirus. <coughs> so, uh, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> so their prints, right. are, their prints are more human-like. Their toes are closer together. And uh, I, I, I guess I never really noticed that. And then I went back and did some research, and uh, the ones found prior to Patterson-Gimlin, right. th th those toes were close together. Wow. Now, uh, <coughs> I believe the... Uh, what was his name? Freeman? Freeman. Now, I believe his prints, the toes were, were spread out more. Right. I, I'm, here's, here's my take on that, Vince. I mean, these creatures, they're like we, we went back. Let's go back a couple of episodes back, and we were talking about do they have different races? I, I mean, yes, I believe that they each there's clans out there. Now, we're not saying they're in the millions, their population, but... I believe they're small clans, just like there were Native American clans that were small. Right. And they have their different features. Some may have the the feet as they walk wide. Some may have it close together. I'm not going to say that that's one feature that defines one, one species from the other. I, I don't believe that. I think it's just the, the bloodline. 
Well, yeah, well, that, that was just a theory that was presented, so I thought it was interesting. It, it was, but that's my argument yeah. for it. Now, now you say there, there's different races. Now, are we talking like the three-legged race, the gunny sack race? Well, yeah, we're talking about that's okay. what we're talking about. That, that's what I want to get in on. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we're saying we want to watch two of them tie their leg together, and because they're so big, run down the path. <laughs> <laughs> no. But no, and, and what I, you know, what I truly meant, what I mean by races is uh, we always hear that they look so different when they, they're spotted and their behaviors are so different and their colors are so different. Right. I've even heard uh, people that have seen sightings up close and they say their eye pigment is different. Some have kind of like humanish. Some have hazel eyes, blue eyes, and I'm like, no way, but... Yeah, you know, I'm thinking they all have brown eyes because they're all right. full of shit. But mm, possibly, but no, I, I've heard that, and I'm like, damn, that's crazy. But I, I believe they do have human features because uh, I've heard stories saying that uh, they see some and they look almost like well, Down syndrome. Well, I've heard that too. So, so uh, I'm guessing we're talking about the clans. Maybe if they're in a remote area, there's a lot of inbreeding. I was just going to say that. So if these ones that look Down syndrome-like, maybe they are. I mean, because if they have human DNA mixed in with them and they do that type of inbreeding, of course they're going to feel the effects that the same as humans do. Right, exactly. And if humans do that, you start getting the Down syndrome and... Uh, Other birth defects. Yes, so... Yeah. so I'm going to take it that people that have seen squatches and say, well, it looked like it had Down syndrome. I'm going to say, well, they're inbreeding within their clan. Right. Now, as far as the clan size, I believe the clan size, just like any other animal, it depends on the resources available. Now, if there's not a whole lot of resources, the clans will stay relatively small. Well, and you know, it's not inbreeding. We're not saying inbreeding as a bad thing because, like my brother said, the resources available. Let's say this clan is segregated and they're 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 away from other clans, and I, we're talking hundred miles away, and they're in the deepest, remote parts of our country, in the mountainous areas, and there's no one else to breed with. Survival says they're going to breed with yourself. Right. Well, not with yourself, but. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, within the clan. Well, I was going to say also, uh, I've traveled over 100 miles to see. Uh, well, I, but that's I, different. Hey, I, bred, I bred with myself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just anyway. kidding. <laughs> but anyway, another interesting point that was brought up about uh, feet, footprints, whatever you want to talk about is. Yeah. Um, one person said, now I, I haven't researched this. He said like down in the rainforest where those tribes, no other human contact, you know, they, they still dress, however, fig leaf, no shoes. Right. He said when they go their whole life without wearing shoes, their feet or their toes are really spread out more. They And they are. And like I was telling my brother, a couple summers ago, if, any of you are familiar with the, the the hippie shoes that came out where they were separate toes. You slid your feet into the shoe, and, and they were a big popular thing back then. And you had each toe went into a slot. I wore those for a summer, and and I wore them up in the mountain when we went trail hiking and whatnot. And uh, damn, I, I noticed a difference. I did. They were the they were the most amazing shoes. Uh, 
But a lot of people won't wear them because they think, oh, well, no, we got to wear these shoes. They compact our feet together. But no, those shoes gave me more uh, more balance, right. more everything. Right. And, and, and the toes so, are a big part of your balance. So I, I could see that uh, tribes and creatures that do that are bipedal and don't wear shoes that they, they would leave prints like that because of course, and as I walked in those shoes and these are shoes, they kind of constricted, but my feet dug into the ground. It, it was crazy. I was like, wow, but I did love them. I loved them. Yep. And that was just an argument posed as a, for someone who don't believe in Bigfoot. Cause they say all these prints, their, their toes are, either together or just barely spread out apart. Whereas if they never wore shoes, his argument was the toes should be spread out further. I mean, but even let's look at the print. Where are they stepping? I I mean, the the environment, everything has to do. If they're in sand, they're going to be wider to grip. Right. If they're in a dense forest area, they may be closer just to walk through the marsh. You know, I, I mean, our toes would do the same. Right. So, but that's a good theory. I mean, not trying to debunk anyone, but let's look at everything objectively, folks. Right, and like I said, I didn't do a, I didn't do any research on the Amazon tribes and their feet, but right. I don't that, know, it was an interesting point. And that, I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, our own tribes here. I mean, around this area, when they ran around barefoot, I guarantee they're in sand. Where we live, it's a lot of sand, <clears throat> so their feet were open, grabbing. So that they could get traction and pull. Only when we put shoes on them that they did this. Yeah, yeah. Now, where we're at, we we haven't come across a lot of prints ourselves. We've come across some in the snow. I came across one in the mud. But the mud was mostly the heel and like the the little toe, like maybe the last two toes. Right. But uh, where we go, there's... Especially if we have a good winter, it's real grassy, so it's hard to find prints. No, I, I mean, it is, but when we were up in the Hamas and we were doing your drone footage, we found some damn good prints. Yeah. Damn good prints. And uh, I I do believe, no, I don't think we ever showed those. No? No. You never passed them on? No, but uh, I showed my, uh, I guess I call him my son-in-law, and he, he was like, holy shit. Their philosophy down where he lives is like here in New Mexico, we're desert. We don't have these creatures. And I said, no, that's where you're mistaken because up near Colorado, we got mountains. And uh, where we go, we got mountains. And that's where they probably travel through. Um, I was watching on Gaia. I don't know how many of you watch Gaia with George Nori and his awesome program. He has a beyond belief and I was watching some early episodes and he was talking to a gentleman and uh, he he verified what I said about Bigfoot he said these creatures travel the mountain ranges so that they could be undetected because we as uh, civilized people we're here in the cities we never ever go hang out in the mountain ranges that's that's for all the wildlife and and he verified my thought and what I was, my theory. He said, yes, these creatures travel the mountain ranges. They follow the game trails, and that's how they survive. Right. And I was like, 
thank you. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. Yes. Now we've we've heard uh, even from a park ranger that where we go, there's a brother and sister. They, yeah. They said they stay there all year round, but see in the Hamas, there's no reason to live. <coughs> Leave. Uh, I was going to say no, no reason to live. Why do we go? No. And and he, my brother's right. The, those creatures. The squatches that habitat that area, they have no reason to leave. There's plenty of game. I mean, plenty. Water plenty everywhere. plenty of water everywhere. They don't have to travel far to get game, water. Uh, I mean. And uh, the, the winters are relatively mild compared to, say, the Rocky Mountains. They are mild. And, I mean. and, and the, the best thing for them is all winter long, everything up there is locked up. No humans. No, and and that's right. So, to, from certain amount, from certain months throughout the year, these creatures have roam of the land, because no one's allowed to go here or there. The roads are closed off. They they pull the gate and they lock them, and uh, they they could just run amok. So if right. I was a bigfoot, why would I want to leave there? Right. I'm like, I only got to deal with these assholes two, three months out of the year. Right, exactly. And uh, most of the time, they could sneak around the camps undetected. Because uh, we, we always talk about this. We hate when we get uh, a group of campers <laughs> next to us who are loud, got the music blaring. They're getting drunk. So, yep. one, they're going to scare off anything. Two, anything that comes in the area, we're not going to hear it. Yeah. You're right. We we've we've experienced that before, because we we went camping on a three night, not a three hour tour like Gilligan, a, a three a night three ex excursion. The first two nights were perfect. We had activity both nights, right. good activity. The third night is when we had the uh, noisy neighbors, and, and that's when it was a total bust. It went dead silent. Now you know these creatures; they're not stupid. They've they've been, they've seen us come into their territory and their their domain and act stupid like we do so of course they're going to go dormant quiet and say let them leave and we'll continue or they just go on to another area hunting gathering whatever they do right they're like oh nope idiots over here let's go 180 degrees yep and over there where we go even in the summer months when they open up the camping and stuff it's not all always open no and there's still a good part of the, that mountain range that's off limits to people all the time. A lot of it's off limits to us all the time. But these creatures, they, you know, when we go out there, we happen to get lucky, I guess. But, you know, I could see how these creatures would want to avoid us because we are just, we, we go out there. Now, I'm not saying us. Because we've witnessed a lot of people that go out there. Right. And we just, you know what the biggest problem is? People go out there and they just litter and and they leave it. I, I could imagine these creatures walk through the campground after we're done and, and they just think, what is wrong with these people? Right. It's kind of like a, a dog coming through and pooping right. <laughs> on your lawn. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Anyway, these creatures are real. They're out there and... uh We've had our experiences. Right. And I wish a lot of people, more people would just kind of respect that, but they don't. Well, even off the Bigfoot topic, they should respect the mountains. 
Well, but they don't. My point is, it's not your property, so don't litter. No, and we've been out to the mountains how many times? And not where we where we go, it's pristine because no one goes there. Right. But we we go through the normal places where people camp and and uh, and they just leave litter everywhere. Yeah, I'm gonna say who gives a fuck, but yeah, people, come on, keep it clean. Right, you pack it in, pack it out. Pack it out, man. Leave it for your, for your grandchildren. Right. Yep. And it's the wildlife. I know it bugs me to see pictures like in the 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 lakes and stuff with ducks with the the six pack ring around their oh, neck. No, that's and, fucking bullshit. Yeah, it is. It anyway, is. we're 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 going off tangent, and uh, we're going on to our other podcast which is environmental awareness mm-hmm. but anyway fracking you, yes or no you know oh, <laughs> i fracked all my life <laughs> wait wait what'd you say frack oh no okay but anyway yeah so my thing was uh, when i saw that post on facebook and they were really they everyone's getting down saying it's skinwalker it's a dog man it wasn't it's a bear and I said, I'm going to tell my brother this because people, uh, it's it's amazing how people will just throw up anything and say, ah, this is what it is, and they want to blow it up. But no, you know, do what we do. Go out to the forest and and look for it. Right. I mean, we've, we've seen things and we're like, no, that's right. not it. Right, right. And a, a lot of these people <clears throat> in these groups, uh, some of them have had uh, some time out in the wilderness and... But a lot of them have not. So they're there for entertainment and right away, oh, wow, that's a yeah. Bigfoot track. 90% have not been in the forest. Right. And, um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with this. I don't know. Well, we kind of had a few beers before, so that's why you <laughs> forgot. But, but the thing is, you know, when you go out into the forest and if you're going to make a claim that something's out there, be sure it's out there. Right. I mean... Proof. You need proof. Proof. Not not just proof. Just right. And and if you're gonna try to trick people, you will be able to trick a lot of people. But uh, <laughs> you'll be able to trick the person that can't look at a footprint and say, "No, that's a bear," because right. a bear steps on its own print. Right. The, Makes it look longer, bigger. But but I was like, "No, that's <laughs> people. It, it people who've done uh, their own research will will figure you out." And that was my next point about these Sasquatch groups. I'm in several of them on Facebook, and uh, it just—I just have to laugh because they'll throw up a picture in a picture of the forest, and they'll say, "Look right there! Can you see the face?" And mm. all I see is a bunch of leaves. That's all I see too. I see so much yeah, of that shit. It's just people—you know—the power of the mind. They want to see, so they do see something. But you know what? Like, I'm a true believer in let's let's go to the forest. <coughs> My brother's with me on that. Let's go to the forest. Let's go out there. Let's park. Let's set up. Uh, it sucks that we're our age because we say let's set up the camp. But God bless, we lay in those. It's hard laying on the ground at our age. Yeah, and, but uh, we do it. Yeah, we do it. <laughs> and the worst part is. We can never find level ground. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. We'll, we'll set up our tents. We'll get out there and we'll stick it out. We'll freeze our butts off. Yes, we will. But but we're out there to listen. And but, but we've also come across some cool things. Good evidence right. that, that me and him, I mean, we tell you about it, but 
you 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 could either believe it or you don't have to because right. we're the ones that were out there freezing our ass off experiencing it. And before we tell you about it, we usually talk about it first to make we, sure it wasn't something else. We do. We're like, you know, should we come or should we discuss this? Yeah, just like the prince, we looked at him several times before uh, we even decided to tell anybody. And we did, and I showed him to my son-in-law, and he was like, holy shit. And here's the thing, my son-in-law down, he's down south. We're here in Albuquerque, so I'm just going to say he's down south. Uh, I'm not going to give his location away. I mean, let me just say he's close to El Paso. But they didn't think him and the friend, his friends down there, they didn't think we had that type of creature up here. They said, it's all desert up there. I'm like, yeah, where we live, it's desert, sand and whatnot. But where me and my brother go, it's forest. We're, we're actually... It's high mountain forest. Right. We're, we're actually right on the border because a lot of th everything to the south is sand it is <coughs> but, oh, uh, i know gotcha 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 but uh <coughs> you go I, north from here and that it's still desert but it's considered high desert it, and that's where we get the mountains that's and they call it high desert and the reason is because we have we once we leave a certain elevation we tend to go off and we go through the Hamish tribe. That's our people. That's us. Uh, us. That's our Dene. And uh, <laughs> we go through the Hamish tribe. Once we leave the Hamish tribe, we start hitting like red clay. And, you know, the philosophy is the, the clay in the ground is red because this is where the battle was fought for the land. It's the blood of those that shed it. And that's why the clay's red. Whatever. While well, we climb that and we go even further up to the mountains. And that's where we get pine trees that grow tall lakes, right. streams. A uh, bunch of wildlife. Hot, hot springs. Hot springs. Bunch now, one yes. time I went, uh, I like to ride my motorcycle up there. I went through the village in the Hamish Springs. I went up, there's a lake on top of the mountain. Right before I hit the lake, I ran into snow on my motorcycle. So once I hit the lake, I turned around. I was soaking wet. I was freezing. It was snowing. Uh, what, 10, 15 minutes to get down? Yeah. I got no, down. No, no, no. No, to get down, it's at least 30, 40 minutes. Well, I mean, just to Hamish Springs. Oh, yeah. Okay. <coughs> I'm like, because we're up there, Vince. We're, we're yeah. in elevation. <laughs> no, Hamish Springs is at the foot of the mountain. So maybe a little longer. But I came down, and by the time from Hamish Springs... By the time I hit the Pueblo, it was so hot and dry, it dried me off and I was warm again. Right. That's just how different 30 minutes could be. Well, let me, let me just say this. Last July, we were up there, like my brother said, and we packed it down for three days. It's July, mid-July. We kept the fire rolling all night, but I froze my it ass It still wasn't warm enough. wasn't warm enough. I, I was freezing. I had to get up and stand by the fire. We're talking July, people. I, I That's actually, how yeah. high the elevation is. I actually burnt my tent because I got too close because I was freezing. He did. <laughs> he put his tent close to the fire thinking he's going to stay warm. <laughs> now, mid-July, when we woke up in the morning, the pickup had frost on the windows. It did. That's why I'm telling you. That's the type of elevation we go to to look for these creatures. And those creatures... They don't let us down. Right. No. I mean, we, we've been up there many times, and they let us know, hey, 
We see you dumbasses. Right. Now, you said earlier maybe we're lucky, but I think we got lucky and found a good spot. Yeah. Because there's a game trail, <laughs> there's a lake. Well, it's There's the lake, there's a game trail, and there's a fishery. All within where we camp, Vince. And, uh, and no, I, I mean... People probably think, no, they're, they're down here in their city life, mid-July. They're like, no, it's 100 degrees. No. No. <laughs> Where we go, <laughs> And another freezing. thing, Albuquerque's surrounded by mountains. Albuquerque's so hot because Albuquerque's down in a hole. That's right. But let's take it back again. Where we went, where we go year after year, even in July, you need a jacket. You need blankets. It's cold. Yeah, it is. It's freezing. And, uh, but that's, uh, we've had some excellent, excellent luck out there. We have. We have. Now, things would be very different if, uh, say, one of us never moved here from Gallup. Yeah. Because I, we probably wouldn't have ventured up there. No, you know, and, and that's why we say if you're from Montana State, give us a shout out. Let us know. And if you want to go and try camping out there, we'll, we'll take you. Or we'll give you coordinates. Yeah. No, no. We'll, uh, I I will go with you. Um, and uh, we'll just do it like me and my brother do it. And uh, we'll, you'll listen. You'll either look up in the sky and you'll see some UFO activity because you'll be like, why is that star moving back right. and forth? That, yeah. That we've seen some crazy stuff in the skies, but that's a different podcast. Or you're going to hear something that you can't explain, which I, I have done many times and if they're close enough you're gonna hear something that scares the crap out of you he's right no joke anyway that's what we wanted to talk about tonight and we hope you enjoyed it yep we started off with the prince but you know there's just so much to talk about when we <laughs> talk uh, about I, I mean we could go on and go on but we we told we warned you tonight that we're just going on a tangent right so we appreciate you listening and come back and always subscribe. Before we go, we want you to listen to this little advertisement from one of our sister podcasters. Uh, Fire Breathing Kittens. That's right. Just give them a listen before you leave. And you'll hear our exit music and then you could leave. But anyway, check them out. Yeah, check them out. Listen to them. Listen to what they have to say, what they're talking That's about. That's right. Uh, I know uh, a lot of people, well, I know my my son and his friends are really into the stuff they podcast about. And that's fine because, you know what, we're one genre, they're different. Right. But we told them we'll introduce them to you. To you. You. Anyway, peace out. <coughs> peace. Peace. Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Fantasy, action, mystery, friendship.